welcome. Thanks, Josh Chandler, for coming in and doing this today. How you doing, brother? Good. Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. We're really excited. I've been bragging about you. Everybody, everybody I know when I see one of your trucks driving around town, I always say, man, that's my buddy, Josh. I see him everywhere, so I'm saying that all the time. Well, when he was bragging on you, man, I, I had to uh, look you up, and, uh, and uh, I saw a little post, I think, on either on Instagram or Facebook, man. You were driving a golf cart through a massive warehouse and uh it, I, I guess that was your your shop your warehouse for your business right yes sir that's a new factory we, we just built the new factory how big is that thing it's uh 200,000 square feet 200 that's like elon musk you, you got like the gigafactory, the gigafactory. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all doing though? so no one in uh first of all i'm glad you came and did this i mean you've uh, you got an amazing story to tell i know uh, we chatted a couple years ago. I was just kind of getting your story of, you know, what y'all been able to do to grow. I was telling these guys before you came in um, years ago, man, I remember I came out to your house and uh, someone had stole your boat and yes. cut the engines yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> but I remember when I came out there and um, you were drawing swimming pools. I, w I was just uh, at the time, you know. Construction was a little slower. Was that like 2008? I yeah. think everything was slower. And uh, I was using my CAD skills just to, you know, to make extra money on the side. So, so, so tell us a little, what, what, what do you mean by CAD skills? So uh, I'm a draftsman. I'm not an architect or an engineer, but I, I think I know a little bit of it. And uh, so I, I figured out I was pretty good at drawing. I drew a few houses and drew a lot of swimming pools and make extra money on the side. Nice, man. So tell us a little bit of where you, tell us your backstory. Man, uh, from Pilot Point, uh, went to high school there, went, left there, went to uh, Tarleton State to play football. Uh, two years later, working summers at, uh, at the cabinet shop. It was a small company, and uh, I learned some skills in college, uh, drafting in, and some, uh, some people skills and some, you know, the skills that we, we learned. And uh, I brought those back, and I, I asked my dad, I was like, hey, if if you're willing to like grow the company, I'm I'll like leave I'll leave and I'll be here full time. He said, "Do whatever you want to do." I said, "Okay." So we did that. How big was it back then? We had six employees. And now y'all have over two hundred. Yes. Wow. Holy moly! What wow. year was that? And ninety seven, ninety eight. So you went to school, played some football, came back, and uh, jumped into the business and uh, ready to rock and roll. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that's kind of like a little Gary Vee story, you know, coming in and 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 uh, scaling it up. Like, so was that tough when you, you know, when you're you're obviously you had a vision for the business that um, maybe you know your dad, you know, he he had kind of a smaller shop, obviously, right? You know what, you know how how did that kind of transpire with you being able to share that vision with him? Yeah, it was a it was a challenge at times, but you know, having my dad is like. I mean, if you're in the cabinet industry, my dad is is the guy. Like, if if I was going to grow the business with anybody, it, he was the best guy to do it with, and just happened to be my dad. So, yeah, we're really fortunate for that. Heck yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, it took a you know about the first three ideas, I had to twist his arm, and then after uh, he got comfortable, he kind of just let me go, and my brother as well. Were you always an entrepreneur? Man, I I started a, a company when I was 22. Uh, building houses actually really yeah and uh yeah i always always had a lot of drive still do and uh always looking for something always was looking for something better but um uh we found our niche with the cabinet company and and uh kind of stuck with that and 
How many cowboy? I mean, what, 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 how big are y'all? Uh, volume wise, uh, we, we're, we're putting out about 16 to 20 new homes a day. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. 20, uh, a day? A day. Yes. Golly, that's crazy. That's incredible. Well, you're in the right market too, you know. I know. We're very, we're very <laughs> fortunate. I, don't act like it's all me. I think uh, being in Dallas and uh, maybe the best, the best market in the country. Yeah, I mean, I see your trucks everywhere, and y'all put out an amazing product, y'all. And y'all don't do y'all don't just do cabinets, do you? Yeah, pretty much do just you? cabinets. Yeah. Gotcha. I see just some cool stuff on your when you post. It looks like. I don't know if y'all like design tables and furniture now. I thought I saw something like that. We do a little bit of that and some uh, architectural millwork, but, yeah. but mostly just cabinets. Okay, cool, man. Cool. So, um, you know, how, how is, uh, so back in, going back in time, um, you started that in 96 and then you found a you, you started the, the market, I guess when it flipped that, that hit y'all pretty hard. Um, when the real estate market back in 08? In 08, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's a, it's a good learning curve for, for me at least. My dad has been to a, a few recessions, and um, I mean, a 2000 recession wasn't wasn't really hard on our business. But, so I learned. It was a good learning curve. And What'd you learn? You know, <laughs> you, you learn to, to save your money <laughs> and, and uh, be very conservative. Right? Yeah. So had you scaled up pretty big, like during the boom, you know, that's the challenge is you build up this big business and an infrastructure to be able to support all the growth. You know, everything was on fire, 2004, 2005, 2006, you know, all that, that boom, you know, like what did you do? You know, did you have to kind of make some cuts? You have to shift your strategy. We did, you know, um, you know, backing up, I didn't mention my brother, so he, he came into the business a few years after me. And so, that was also a big, you know, it's a big help. I think my dad and my brother and I figured out that you know, in the cabinet business, we're like the three-headed monster. We're, we're really good together. So we all have our our uh, strengths and things, and it works out perfect. But, yeah, so we scaled the business up pretty fast. I think we were growing at like 30% per year. Holy moly. Wow. It was kind of hard to, to maintain that. And then 2008 came, and the market dropped out. And um, we're fortunate that we, we are kind of conservative. My dad especially is very conservative because he's been through a few downturns and uh, and that's what saved us. And and uh, he's like, hey, you know, he's like, hey boys, you get through this and then, you know. Be making some hay. You know, <laughs> yeah, there's not, not everybody's gonna be standing after this is over. And so if you're one of those guys, you're fortunate enough to, to be there and we were. Yeah. We started, then we started scaling again. You know, we did have to cut back, we probably, we cut back 40%, I mean, which is a lot. You know, we had 100 employees, probably scale back to 60 or 2008. Just as a question, and this has hit me, uh, you had at that time, what, when, you, have, you, have, uh, you have two boys and one little girl? Yes. So how old were your boys? But When did you have your first son? Uh, my first son in 04. 04. And then 07, Jet was born, my okay. second son. Gotcha. How was, are, are they going to take over? Man, I think so. You know, it's funny because my three-year-old Victoria, I think she's more excited about it than anybody. So really, you know, she's in the. I take her for a ride in the factory, and she's in charge, and she's telling me what to do. So <laughs> we'll see how that works out. So, did you say before you built this factory, did y'all you, you guys had what a lot of different locations where all this work was happening? We over the years, uh, as we were scaling, and I, like I said, we were growing thirty percent every year. We were building. Uh, you know, small shop, small shop, small shop. And we ended up with 11 locations in 2000, I guess, when we decided to finally build 
uh, on the new the new property, which we bought the new property in 2010. Yeah. With expectations of building a big factory one day, and we just kind of procrastinated because it was just too easy to to build one small building at a time. But we 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 realized, you know, in 2016, 2017, this is getting really inefficient. So we had to make a change. So how is that efficiency now having everybody in one spot? Man, it's great. The morale's great. We get all of our people back under one roof, which is great. So we're like one big family. It's it's really nice. Man, so what's your day like? My day's a, a little crazy because I, I don't just do one thing. I'm either meeting a customer or I'm in the office or I'm in the factory and or I'm on an airplane. So what 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 do you travel for? Man, I travel I, I go to conferences um with other other business owners in my in my uh, space and we 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 try to innovate and come up with new ideas you know we a couple times a year we try to figure out what the next trend is going to be and things like that gotcha what's the trend now man the trend now is uh i mean you remember 2005 it's not that it's like <laughs> it's actually less is more straight lines um you're gonna see some color changes uh where we went from teal as a uh, accent color and now we're at like dark blue or navy blue is the next trend and then it's, you know you're, you're gonna have white but we're gonna have black and graphite and, and those dark grays are gonna be really popular for the next couple of years nice man have you ever had one of those uh really um big projects that like a big deal you had to close that was like man if we get this this is gonna be a game changer for us well, we uh we're, we're doing a twenty five thousand foot house right now, so that was a big deal. That was a good. That is a big. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, I think that's a defined as a big deal. Twenty five thousand square foot, man. How many ACs they're gonna have? Like eight, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but that and uh, you know our our uh, I think our bread and butter or, or our our niche of the business is probably your your production custom home builders. So we sign contracts for 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 larger builders. That's that's where. That's where we do best because it's uh it's consistent. Now, when you were growing this thing, how how hard was it to um, manage? You know, and this is just me. I got three boys. Did you coach anything? Oh, I coached. Yeah. What'd you coach? I coached soccer. Oh, and, nice. Uh, and football. Nice. Yeah. That's what I coached. Soccer. Yeah. I got soccer practice at first game tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Did you coach tackle football? Uh, I I did. Nice. I did, I did flag and tackle. Nice. Did you like it? I liked it. Now you now now everyone's doing jujitsu, right? Huh? Yeah, yeah I, I I do that with my sons, or I have done that with my sons. Yeah. You like it? I like it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So um, let me ask you a question. Would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert? I think it depends on what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm definitely introverted, but I can be extrovert. Uh, I can, I can be. What, what would you say you are? Man, I think I'm introverted, but uh, but it's, it's it's the same way. I think, you know, especially, I think, first of all, I think introverts can make great entrepreneurs. I think there's a, there's a, um, I think people think that you have to be this big, dynamic, outgoing personality um, and uh, to be really successful, right? You got to be out there in front of the camera and stuff. But uh, I think real, in reality, you know, being an introvert, if you're a little more introspective, you're a little more thoughtful, um, I think really to be successful in business, you just got to care about people and really care about helping Abs them. Absolutely. It's about relationships and uh, taking care of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure your business is just thrives on relationships. I mean, you know, because, you know, it's all, I mean, how, how much your business is direct to consumer versus, you know, builders and, and stuff like that. Right? Mostly builder. And, yeah. they, and they have a, we have a relationship and they have, um, 
you know, they know they can call me and I'll answer the phone any time of day. Right. Yeah. What, what, what would people say if I asked, uh, if I asked your brother or your dad and they said, uh, what's Josh just really, really good at? What would they say? Um, I think, uh, probably the visionary of the, of the three and without them two, my vision is, is nothing. <laughs> <All> flat. <laughs> and so it, it's good. They, they pull me back a little bit like, Hey, uh, Calm down. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. You know, so I'm, I'm always, uh, I'm a little ADD, so I'm bouncing off the walls trying to push the next idea, and they're, they're like, you know, pulling me back, and it, it works perfect. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's like the producer-performer relationship. You know, what, what book is that that talks about that? Uh, self-made, self-made billionaire. billionaire effect. Yeah, self-made billionaire effect. You know, it's a really interesting book, and they talk about a lot of super successful companies usually have this dynamic where you have – uh, a, a producer who is kind of like um, the visionary, you know, somebody who's, you know, really thinking about high Creating level the value. strategy. Yeah. And then you've got performers, which are really high level executioners that, uh, you know, can make that vision a reality, but also help temper the, the visionary. And when there's that mutual respect there and it's, it's perfectly aligned, that's when you really get exponential growth. And it sounds like you've, you're tapping into a little bit of that magic. Yeah, it seems like you can't have one without, without the other. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it without my brother, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't want to do it without me. So it, it works out really good. Well, it sounds like you guys are a close family, man. Like, how, how did that that closeness, I mean, it seems like it might be hard for especially, you know, really driven, you know, guys to, to work together in a really uh, cohesive way. I mean... You know, what, 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 like going back into your family dynamic made that be able to happen like that? I think, I think, uh, from the get go, there was a, a few struggles. I'm not going to lie. I mean, a family business, working with your brother and your dad. Uh, my mom was in the business then. And, uh, I think my dad structured it very well. He put me out in the field. He put my brother in the, you know, he's like in the operations. And that's still what we do today. My brother's the operations guy and I'm, you know, I'm usually out in the field doing meetings and, and doing that part of the business. So it works out really good. So if you, do you guys, would you say that you're a really close family? Obviously you work together, but outside of work, I mean, you guys spend a lot of time together at work and, you know, do you guys hang out together and do a lot of things together? Yeah, we do. I mean, holidays and things we bring, my brother has, he's got kids and I have kids. We all, we all, you know, not enough because I live in Frisco and he lives in Pilot Point yeah. with his family, but we try. Gotcha. That's awesome, man. Well, you used to live in Pilot Point. I did. Yeah, yeah. That, that was like the little, you lived right next to your dad, right? My brother. Are you, oh, that was your brother? Yeah. Gotcha. That would have been really cool. Yeah, no, we had fun. Um, I decided to send my kids to Frisco schools, and it was yeah. just too far to drive. So we, Heck yeah, man. Frisco's got some great schools. So uh, do you see, so tell, tell us about what, what do you feel like, um, you know, as far as your concern, do you feel like social media or any type of, from a marketing perspective, are y'all having to get into the online stuff or does that not even affect your business? We, uh, we, we don't do much advertising because we're based, you know, builder based yeah. mostly. Um, as we expand and we, we spin off our, uh, we're about to spin off a closet brand called Chandler Closets. And once we do that, it's going to be more advertising. You know, we're going to have to, and I know social media is where it's at. We're yeah. in a different day and age, and you know this. I mean, I, I've learned from you. I've been watching you for a while, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh. I've seen some of the, so y'all have done some closets, right, that you've put. 
They look like uh, NBA locker rooms. Yeah, <laughs> we do quite a few closets, but we don't really advertise it. And right. so we want to we want to focus on that a little bit. That yeah. sounds like that might be one of your uh, your your babies. Did yeah. that come from you? Is that one of your <laughs> pretty, pretty <laughs> your much. big ideas? Yeah, I'm pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> and what's what's driving that? Just the uh, you know when I go to these conferences and I see the we look at the numbers and you know, closets just became a billion dollar business in the United States. Dang. So and we're really good at closets. So why why wouldn't we jump in and? Yeah, and increase it. that. Uh, I mean, you probably when the builder gets the request, y'all, it just goes it goes to y'all anyway. We get we get a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, man. So tell us something. So through this whole thing, I mean, a lot of the things you know, we have the Get Money Now podcast. And guys, if you if you get a chance, go join the group online. At, uh, go to joingetmoneynow.com. We have a Facebook group uh, where we interview people uh, like Josh. Josh is a uberly successful entrepreneur, but. You know, we were chatting beforehand, you know, what, what's one of the biggest challenges? Have you ever been in a place where you thought about doing something different than you are right now? Have you ever been to the brink of, man, you know, maybe this isn't the idea? I, I would say right, right at first uh, when we started scaling the business and, and I, I wasn't, no, nothing ever happens fast enough for me, especially then we, we had no money. We were, you know, we're. We, we owned a business and we found like I just had a job, you know, so we we're living paycheck to paycheck back then. And so that was a struggle. And I was thinking, what else can I do to, to get money faster? And there's really no way besides hard work. Right, right. Really good ideas and hard work. That's, that's, that's what it takes from my stand, from my point of view. So was it was it just the was it just it just wasn't growing fast enough and you were like, man, what else could I? It's hard. It's hard to grow when you're small and you're and you're trying to, you know, the overheads there, you, you you have to buy materials before you get paid for a job. So you're, you know, you're investing in your, in your company, but you don't have a lot of money to invest. So you, you can only grow so fast. Right. And we never asked for any kind of outside help or investments or, you know, investors. We, we wanted to own the business ourselves, And so we, we, we struggled a little bit at first, but once we started scaling, um, and then the next, the next challenge is, from that point to about halfway where we are now, you decide you either need to be smaller or bigger at that point. And of course we're not going backwards. So we, <laughs> we kind of broke through that ice and then, you know, and after that I never thought about doing anything else. It's like, this is what we do. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. And what's the big vision? Like if you were to look out 10 years, I mean, do you think you can, uh, I mean, are you trying to have this thing have a thousand employees? You trying to like go, you know, expand. I mean, what's the big vision? Yeah, I have some goals that are that are pretty big. I think in in the next five years, we want to probably, if not double, close to double. And uh, we have we have more land. We have twenty acres where we're at, so we have we have room to grow. And <laughs> I got to come out and another two hundred thousand square feet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not, not that much more, but I think we'll, we'll innovate and uh, automate more. We yeah. automated, and uh, that takes up less square footage. Oh, and so we'll, we'll see. You never know, man. You, you know, you, I, I've seen some of the, tell me about how you got into this for, I saw a piece of furniture I thought you built. So are y'all building at the, maybe it was like a coffee table or something like that. Are y'all building, just messing around, kind of looking at the tools and what y'all can do? Are y'all trying to do like custom stuff for the cabinets to, uh, I mean, we, we do, we do stuff like that. We, we've, we've thought about offering, you know, furniture and, uh, I have an e-commerce site where we're going to launch when we get the closet stuff going. And we thought, well, maybe we could sell like, you know, this really cool coffee table over and over and 
you know, maybe a few other pieces, but that's, that's not really our main focus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got a buddy that, uh, he, he started selling online. Um, well, he, here's what I know. I went to a real, um, I went to a marketing conference and it was uh, a, a guy on Amazon and what they said was, you know, anytime that you can man right now to dominate Amazon, you have to be able to manufacture your own product literally. So what happens is, you know, let's say we want to go sell a juicer or bulletproof coffee. A lot of Amazon sellers, they're selling other people's product. If you can manage your own manufacturing, basically the whole concept was um, it's limitless. Like how much money you can make is limitless if you make a good product, obviously. Well, a buddy of ours um, started making these little metal signs. And um, his story's kind of like, here's all, when we're done, I'll show you his uh, video of his factory. But he's now, he's built a factory. He's had to buy these million-dollar machines that cut metal. But he'll, like, let's say you had a lake house and you wanted a, you wanted a, you know, maybe a sign with your last name and, you know, lake place or whatever. They make them and they sell them on Instagram. And last I, I heard you know, um, and I'll give a broad range, but he, he was doing, you know, on the low end, 250 to $500,000 a day in sales on Pinterest. Wow. And so, um, his name is, uh, we'll give a little shout out to Colin Wayne, but his name's Colin Wayne. He lives in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and he has just built a massive business by, and, and the concept, you know, obviously I heard the concept differently. When you look at people and you're saying, why are they successful? Um, one of the things is, I mean, he's, he's really, he's, he's got a sales and marketing funnel. He's driving traffic to an e-commerce site from Pinterest, which a lot of the people on Pinterest, Pinterest has the highest commercial intent. Meaning when people are on Pinterest, they have the highest probability of spending money or buying something. And so I took that with the concept that I, when I set through this, uh, Amazon guy who is just, you know, for them, they got to go to China, find a product, bring it back, negotiate it. But if you can if you can get into that um, um, kind of that perfect spot of, man, we can produce this. And um, I see they were making metal signs. So they had custom ones, but they would run, they would run, um, you know, and I've seen somebody, you know, like they'd make metal flags, you know, and they would have a, you know, President's Day sale. And, you know, they would do, and I'm making this up, Colin, but, you know, I'm just going off the conversations we had, but literally, I want to say like 10,000 orders in a day or oh yeah some, more I mean I, something ridiculous yeah it's crazy yeah and then once you build that buyer that list it's like okay now we have all the it's almost like going back in the day and having a serious catalog right you have all these buyers that bought this one thing it's like okay well if we engineer this you know what percentage of those people so people who can manufacture things like yourself um, at scale I think have a an unfair advantage in the new economy um, especially because, you know, you don't have to have a store, right? You can, you can, you can ship anywhere in the world. And, um, when you dial those things in it, it, especially if you get a good, uh, kind of a good niche and a good product and build that client base, I think it's a an unbelievable opportunity outside of obviously what you're doing just in the manufacturing side. Yeah. So, well, I love the idea too, of even, you know, expanding on the closet concept, expand, you know, being able to get into e-com because you've, you've built the business with uh with that manufacturing type base and you built it on relationships obviously so you've never really had to have like retail storefront and things like that which i think now in this economy can be a trap for people who have kind of gotten into that retail mindset and and that model 
um, that model could have, uh, that could have caused them to be successful and help them expand, you know, 15 years ago is probably like an albatross around their neck right now because, because of the mental models and the way that you think about the business is completely different when you're, when you're thinking from that, that retail mindset. So you've already got the infrastructure, um, you know, the manufacturing plant, you got the, the factory, <laughs> You know, and you pair that with the e-com, man, that, that, that could be something really special. Yeah, I think uh, the brick and mortar, like you said, can be a hindrance. And that's in the overhead that you really don't, most people don't need. Right. You know, we, we're living in an amazing time in our life. Like, we're, we're lucky to be in our prime in 2020 where we have, you know, avenues like Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, where my dad didn't have that, you know, yeah, right back then. So, and just to, like, even if you wanted to produce this video and, you know, we would have had to produce it with cameras that were, you know, $50,000 in edit. I mean, to produce a VHS like uh, video versus what we could produce now is, I mean, you can literally shoot from an iPhone. You can shoot cinema quality video. There's, there's a uh, apps out there like uh film Mike pro, which mm -hmm. is one we use. Yep. You know, it will it'll allow you to shoot literally movies from your phone. This as this is actually a moment case, so it actually has a eight millimeter lens that will uh, hook straight up to it. And when you hit that app, I mean, you can you can really do some amazing things. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of those things that if you're if you're if you have the opportunity to be an entrepreneur right now, um, you can you can you can really get market share, especially if your competitor is not thinking. Like you said, you, you said it right when you walked in. It's something about disruption. Yeah, I was like, uh, no, I've been watching you for a while, and I said, I like your innovation. Like, you're very innovative. Yeah. And I said, in this day and age, in, in any company or just solo, you're, if you innovate or you die, there's no in-between. Like, right. if, you, if you don't innovate, you're going to get left behind. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What, what's the one thing, if you were going to give your kids advice about entrepreneurship, what, 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 would, you, what would you tell them? I mean, yeah, I, I would first let them know it's not easy. It takes a lot of hard work, you know, because I think a lot of a lot of these millennials, a lot of young kids yeah. have this this idea in their mind that it's easy to make money. It's not easy to make money ever. Like even we have these tools, it makes it easier, but it's still you have to work your yeah. butt off. How, how do you do how do you install hard work into your kids and at the same time want to buy them everything? That's what I'm trying to. That's yeah. a, that's a struggle, especially with my daughter that that kind of has me wrapped around her fingers. So. <laughs> Man, I had a good conversation with my daughter the other night. Um, so, we, you know, so I've got a daughter who just turned 15. And here in Texas, you can get your um, your permit at 15. So we're going through that process, right? And uh, so we're talking to, she's, you know, already heavily discussing cars, right? And uh, putting the wish list out there on me pretty hard and heavy and, uh, and her mother. And uh, we were having this conversation and, um, man, it was, uh, it was, a, it, it was, give, it was putting me off a little bit. Uh, I was starting to sense a little bit of entitlement and, uh, that was really bothering me. And, uh, we sat down and we just had a really good conversation about, um, about sacrifice. You know, there's going to be, uh, you're, you're going to have to exchange something to get something there is in this life, in this universe, there's no, there is no something for nothing. It does not exist. So you're going to have to exchange money or and if you don't have money you're going to have to exchange time you know those are the only two resources that um that you have to be able to give in order to uh in order to get something 
And, you know, we, and I asked her, I said, you know, I was asked her, okay, if you want this, what sacrifice are you willing to make in order to make that a reality? You know, that's a good place to start because, and, and, you know, it, it, you only have so much, I, I know what kind of money you have. Um, I know what kind of time you have to invest. So where is the opportunity? And the cool thing I do think about millennials and I do think about um, a younger generation is because they, they, they do have a different perspective because one of the things she was talking about, um, we talked about, um, was what she has some discretionary time and some hours in between dance and school and activities and things like that, that she can be helping out on some social media projects and things that she understands at a very high level. And, uh, I loved that because it instantly flipped the switch from thinking like, well, I can't get a job because I've got dance. I can't do this because I've got this. So, um, but Hey, what could I do? in the time that I do have to get what I want. And uh, I think that's the most important thing is, is to drive that home with, with kids is like, you can do something. There's something that you can do. In fact, I'm personally willing to invest in your skills in this, uh, in this area um, to help you get what you want. We all win. That's all we do as entrepreneurs is create win-win situations, right? For people. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, the, the question is what happens when they don't have that desire? Yeah. Because, <laughs> because like everyone's, everyone, like everyone's listening. They're like, well, that's not my daughter. Uh, yeah, like, so this is what, I, here's what I, here's what I do know. I have three sons and the, the one thing I learned is they're all three different. It yeah. is unbelievable. They grew up in the same house with the same mom and dad and they're three different. And it's like, you know, I'm constantly, um, you know, I'm constantly trying to figure out, you know, what, uh, maybe there is no strategy. I mean, I don't know, think anyone had a strategy for me. I maybe just, um, I do think it's a, it's a balance dude. Cause like I'm, I'm at, every time I go to target, I have to buy a toy. Every, I, I do not get out of target without a toy. You do? Same. Same. Yeah. Well, you established that value exchange at some point. <laughs> yeah. And so, <laughs> listen, we'll go and I'll get you a toy. Yeah. Right, just it, come on. We're so coming we're home with that Lisa Kinder Egg or something, you know, every time. <laughs> but you got to leverage that, though. You got to make sure that they're good the whole time. Then you get the toy. Don't buy the toy. You're exactly right. Yeah, right. You're exactly right. Yeah. We got to, we got to set some rules or I got to sneak out the house and go to Target. <laughs> yeah. So, man. so you have uh, one, of, one of the things that we think uh, if you wrote a book, what would the name of it be? Man, I'd have to think about that. All right, we'll, we'll it, come it, back. We'll would, come back to it that. It would have something to do with um, never quitting. Like, well, let's say this: if you could go back and give yourself advice from, if you could go back ten years and whisper in your own ear, and you only had literally twenty seconds, and that was it, twenty seconds, boom, you can give yourself advice. What would it be? I'd say failure is your friend. I like that. I think you need you need to fail once. What, 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 tell us about yours. So I've had, I, you know, as an entrepreneur, yeah, my dad's retired. He retired in 2012. He still sits on the chair and is involved uh, in some capacity. But yeah. until he retired. Is that Buster? Yeah. So I had, I had other businesses. I probably had five other businesses that I created, you know, over the years, whether it was home building, um, you know, there's, what was the other one? There was, um, Swimming pools. MLM stuff that I got involved in was regret that stuff. But, you know, you fail in those areas and then um, you learn from them. And 
you know, fortunately we didn't fail in, in the main, you know, in the cabinet business. So what MLM did you get in? Man, there's a, I got into, I guess it's kind of embarrassing, a gold, you know, I got in this gold. Why is it embarrassing? Well, I guess because I failed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think people fell in, you know, my neighbor, he, he's got a million people in his downline. I think it's one of those things that, you know, if you're going to do it, you, you can't, you, you got to do it. You know, I, I've said from stage uh, four years ago that if you took everything away from me, um, I would love to go make MLM work and direct sales. I think it's one of the most powerful business models on planet earth, but it is one of those things that, uh, there's a book out there called GoPro and the difference is it talks about, um, you know, at some point you have to learn how to, you know, go outside of the people that, you know, you have to be able to create some type of system for, you know, attracting, um, new prospects. And most people, I think when they get in it, you know, it's, they only think about the people they know. Um, and I think it's called network for, you have to go out there and network. Um, it takes a lot of work. It takes a ton of work, it takes a ton of work, but it's one of the things that continues to work when you, when you don't work, you know, one of those, uh, so you, you, you said you did pools, you did, you did the, you did the cabinets, you did network marketing. What else did you I, do? I had a home building company for a long time and it, it, it wasn't that it, it failed. It's just, um, I decided that I had to, did you not like float. it? Well, I liked it. I just didn't have the time. I, I had uh, other people in place that, you know, wasn't running the company the way I wanted. Yeah. And so at, at some point I just said, I'm going to focus on cabinets and forget, you know, this. And, and, and my dad retired and it's funny because now he's a home builder and a real estate developer. And we, we do some of that stuff together, but I'm, I'm focused on the cabinet company. That's pretty much all I do. Gotcha. What, what, what's your advice to somebody if they're building a new home? <laughs> well, you, you, Are you know, asking personally? <laughs> I'm just curious. I mean, you pick, I know a guy. You pick the right builder, and uh, you make sure that uh, they're open book and they're transparent. That's that's the main thing. Yeah. So, like a cost plus. I would personally do a cost plus and make sure that. What is that plus? What is that a range usually? That's a like when someone says we're going to do cost plus. What's a range that you're seeing right now for a good custom home builder? I mean, don't, don't do it with the guy that only charges 10%, but don't do the guy that's 25%. Somewhere between 15 and 20% is a, is a uh, well, I think they will be happy yeah. and they'll do a good job. Gotcha. Uh, nice, man. Nice. Well, I think one of the things that I think is is huge, man, and, and one of the reasons I wanted to have on have you on here was just to get to little, uh, get to know you outside of the business, you know, because, you know, one of the things that if you live in our community, um, you know, Josh is uh, super successful and we're very fortunate to have him stop by today. But, you know what, I, I think that, um, you know, everybody, in my opinion, who is successful is a little weird in some way. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, my, what, 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 what are you into, man, outside of work? Man, you're, too, you're too kind, first of all. Um, mostly my kids. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I like to, to exercise and, and, and I like to travel. Travel like where have you, where, where do you want to travel that you haven't been? And I, I like to go to, um, I go to Vegas a few times a year. I go to uh, Miami you know, three or four times a year. Um, I take my daughter to Disneyland. You know, that's probably the funnest trip. Heck yeah. So spending time with that's, that's cool. I mean, he, he nailed it. I mean, you can't really say uh, that I would, I would be the exact same way. Do you, do, do you, um, do, do your kids, do they, um, when, when y'all travel, do they, do all of them usually go with you or? Uh, it just depends. Yeah. Where you're going. Yeah. Gotcha. My daughter's still, you know, she's, uh, still not in like school. She's in preschool, but we can, we can leave during the school. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, school days and, um, and go to Disneyland when it's not, when everybody's not there. So I'll take her by myself, you know, before school lets out and, and enjoy it that way. Heck yeah. Man, so you're obviously a family guy. Um, you think, uh, you know, you think that there's going to be a time in your life where you're going to say, man, enough's enough. I'm ready to kind of move out of the business. Uh, or do you kind of see yourself in the game for the long haul? Uh, it's it's going to be really hard. My brother has four kids. I have three kids, and we'll kind of see. I think we'll see how how they, they how they handle it. If they want to get into the business, I'll probably stick around. If none of the kids want to want to get involved, then I would you know at some point. I don't want to do this until I'm I'm really old. I mean, I might, but who knows? <laughs> I don't think I'll ever quit working no matter what. But. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's that kind of um, that that entrepreneur spirit, especially. You, it's it, part of it's the the for me is the fun part is when it's something that you love, and for me, it's always learning. If I if I get to learn, you know, like going to conferences and stuff, and being able to learn and being able to get that community. Do you um? Is there anybody from an entrepreneur's perspective that you've kind of had a big impact outside of your dad on you? You have any mentors? Yeah, I. Um... It's funny because my mentors are not in my space. They're in the in the tech industry. Oh, really? So I have uh, I have two good friends that are, um, you know, I think one of them helped change the internet with cloud. Uh, Lance Crosby. Okay. And then uh, Chris McFarland is another another good friend of mine that had an impact. And it's funny because uh, all those guys are in the tech space, and I think that's kind of one of my passions. And so I kind of try to use that and implement some technology into my business and, and it makes it fun and it makes it work. Heck yeah. Technology, man, that's uh, anytime you can get that. So they both have technology businesses yep. and they're kind of like, uh, uh, people you get to bounce ideas off of and network with. Yeah. I, I get to go to, uh, galas and, and things with those guys and, and watch those guys win. you know, tech Titan of the year. And it's really like that I've been doing that with them for years and it's fun to what watch. Did, what, what did they build? Uh, Lance built uh, software, which is a cloud, like one of the he's one of the pioneers of cloud. Gotcha. And then uh, Chris McFarland's like internet internet security and um, uh, there's a bunch of different things that he offers, like more business. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's good to have it's good to have a network. Any any good books you've read? What but what what what's a good book you read that's uh, changed the way that you think? Okay, so the, you, you back up to when I started reading books, and uh, it's it's funny because, um, it, it's like a it's I would call it like a rookie book. Like somebody should start with this book. It's yeah. Uh, how to how to win friends and influence people, and for whatever <laughs> reason, that one I always think about that book, and then that kind of changed my mindset, and then I kind of grew into you know, other books. What, what, what when did you read that? Man, like. Ten years ago, who gave it to you, um, or did you just hear about it and go buy a, it? A friend said, "Hey, go read this book," and, and I read it. I'm like, "Okay," so it changed my perspective. And then, you know, I've read many books since then. I don't read it as much as I want, but um, I just read. I think it was Five Dysfunctions of a Team. It was a good book. Yeah, I think I, so. When we're when we're on the road and we do the workshops, one of the things that we the only book in the presentation is how to win friends and influence people, and I. Uh, uh, one of the days that we were in between the book used to not be in the presentation. And I ended up dinner at dinner with like, I don't know, six or seven super successful people. 
And it was so weird. Someone brought up the book and it was everybody. We ended up having dinner for maybe two hours and everybody talked about the book and who gave it to them, what impact it had. And I always tell people when you buy that book, um, you know, buy two copies. You know, if you're going to read it, buy two copies. If you have kids, buy one for each one of your kids. Um, and I, th- I think it, well, I don't know. I think it, if, if, it, if it the, the student's ready, I think that that book kind of repositions them and it's, it's relationship. It's, it's really building that relationship with people and understanding for me, I, my takeaway from the book was that, um, uh, friendship supersedes anything. So in a negotiation, you'll sell your car to your friend for cheaper than you would a stranger, you know, you'll do more for a friend. And so, you know, the, 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 the mentality and the approach when you're, when you're meeting people, you know, for me, when I was in the gym business, they would say, Hey, Mike Reese, go make the kid Reese, go kid Reese, go make a friend. And, uh, it was cause I had read that, that same book and it had the same impact. And, uh, man, there's a lot of good books out there, man. And it's, uh, books are definitely one of the one things that I think is, you know, it's, it's, it's learning really it's learning. It's being a consistent learner. Jim Rohn says, if you don't have everything you want, you have not learned something yet. And what I tell people all the time, I'm, I say, listen, you know, first of all, most people don't know and understand my, my mental model is this. If, if, if I can go back in time and tell myself something that, and give myself advice and go back in time five years, then there's probably somebody right now that's where I want to be that would go back and give themselves advice. And they would give themselves advice based upon if they were where I am right now. And I want to know what advice they would give, right? And so typically that advice is in their book. And so I'm trying to figure out who out there has already been where I'm trying to go, whether that's customer acquisition, leadership, building a culture, because, you know, books usually have a theme. And and the ones that have the best theme for me at the beginning is, and for most people, it's, it's managing yourself because most people can't even manage themselves. They don't have the personal discipline and so they say your your success can never exceed your own personal development, right? So it's as you start to grow and you start to learn, um, you're able to, you know, take advantage of more of the opportunities that you just unconsciously wouldn't see because you can't see what you don't, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? So that's uh, that's that's uh, learning is probably one of the most important things I think that um, that that you can that you can never stop doing is always be learning. The, the master knows he's always a student. Yeah, it's always it's always so easy to see the growth mindset, you know, the people that are seekers, you know, the first thing that you were talking about, you know, when you're talking about, um, you know, where you go, you're saying, well, I'm either or what your days look like. Well, I'm either on a plane because I'm going to conferences, you know, that uh, success leaves clues. And there's always that commonality of seeking the best to be the best, you know, going outside of yourself, going outside of your sphere you know, stepping out to try to find who's got what you want and, and trying to get it, you know, and get it in a book, get it in a conference, you know, it, all of those, all of those ways are, I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever met a successful person in life, um, who, um, who hasn't gone down that path of, of seeking, you know, who hasn't turned to a book, who hasn't turned to a mentor, who hasn't actually started putting themselves out there, going to conferences, you know, I mean, that's just part of the path. Heck yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, one thing that I've been told and, and, and I, and I totally agree is that if your company isn't growing, then your company's losing at some point. I mean, you have to grow all the time. And I think as a person, same way, if you're not mentally growing, 
and getting smarter, then you're getting left behind, in my opinion. Heck yeah. You, you, you're always at the gym, man. So you're always working out at the, so you're man. I mean, you're always in shape. Has that always been your kind of MO? And I, you know, I think, uh, being in shape is, is a part of our, our lifestyle. I think it helps us. I mean, if you're, if your mind's clear, yeah, it's, it's easier to learn. So you, how often are you working out? Not, not enough lately with the, the new factory, but I'm going to get back to three, four days a week. Nice man. Nice. Yeah. You always got to stay on the game. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, man, I appreciate you dropping in. I know your time is super, super valuable. And, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, we could, well, just so you know, we would have kept you here till 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> we would just keep talking to you, keep talking to you. But, you know, man, I appreciate you jumping on the podcast to get money now podcast. There's so many people out there that, um, you know, they're just looking for somebody, you know, that, that, that can share the wisdom, you know, whether it's a book, you never know. I mean, I, I watched the podcast the other day, a lady shared a book, um, about, um, about it was, um, it was, uh, what was the name of the book? I forget. Oh, it was, uh, it was, the it was, it was a guy wrote a book on stop smoking. I don't smoke, but yeah. wrote a book on stop smoking. Alan Carr is Alan Carr. It was amazing book. And uh, he wrote one on not drinking. And she was it was a comedian. It was on a Joe Rogan podcast. And she said uh, she said she had smoked forever. She read the book. It told her to smoke during reading the book. And then after she quit, she gave it to her mom. Her mom smoked for 37 years, read the book, and stopped. And then he wrote one on not drinking. So I was like, man, I'm going to buy the not drinking book. It was unbelievable. You know, it, it really was. It was, it was. it was pretty impressive. And I wanted to know, what the hell is in a book? that would make somebody like that the first chapter says hey go get your favorite beverage but by the end of this book you won't want to drink that's what it said wow and i was like whatever you know but it but it was uh it was pretty powerful so you know words and 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 things like this these these platforms that we have like podcasts you never know what spark of information might inspire someone so we 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 appreciate you coming out and sharing your story with us today man yeah no problem you know one last thing i'd want to say it's, and I read this article on a, on a plane the other day, and it said, um, do you know, if you counted how many people got one foot from the finish line and quit, Yeah, like, it's amazing how many people quit. You're right there. Just, you got to continue and break through. And I look back on my career, if I would have if I'd have quit, like, right before the finish line, I mean, my, life, my entire life would be different now. It, it, and what, what, made, what, what makes you, what do you think people, um, you just think it comes down to a choice right then? It's like, man, I'm just going to. Bite down on my mouthpiece and keep going. They're out of gas and they're, and they're tired, and, and a lot of people don't have the guts or the or the wherewithal to push through and get to the finish line. Yeah. That's a, so that that uh, that article kind of hit home. I thought it was great. Heck yeah! You don't want to stop three feet from gold. No. They way. don't. Even, they don't even know it. Yeah, they don't even know it. That's like on the mountain when people climb the mountain. They they usually quit somewhere close to the top. Yeah. You know, not at the bottom. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's a, it's just interesting too. You know, that can be learned too. I, I believe, you know, that comes with discipline. Like you can train for that. Like you, like even physical training helps you start to get that mindset of not giving up because, you know, part of the whole process is you're pushing yourself beyond your limits and you're continuing to see the progress and you're continuing to grow, continuing to get stronger, whether you're running, you know, you can't run a mile in the beginning. You can't run five miles you can't run 10 you can't run 20 but then ultimately you can run an ultra marathon if you if you stay after it but uh but that's the process man i love it all right brother i appreciate you being on here man yes sir thanks for having me yeah right, if brother. people want to connect with you man what's the best way to connect with you 
I would probably say uh, Facebook or Instagram. Awesome. All right, Josh Chandler, go check him out. There we go. That's a wrap. Thanks for checking out the Get Money Now podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, you're really going to enjoy our Facebook community. You can become a part of the group by going to joingetmoneynow.com. And also, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and turn on the notifications so you can be notified of all the new episodes.